Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Welcome back in to a, another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report. It is Thursday, September 28th. I am Steven Serta, joined as always by the leader of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney. Sween, um, I don't know if we were fully prepared for all of this, but apparently Taylor Swift is just coming to every Chiefs game from now on and is going to ensure that the chiefs are the number one watch team in america by the end of all of this if this lasts throughout the entire regular season you know people thought that donna kelsey being next to to miss swift was an indication that this is getting serious i would contest that if she goes to minnesota steve that's when it's getting serious. <laughs> i i know that it's been at least that would be an entertaining football game yeah, I, I know that it's been confirmed that she's going to be at the stadium in Jersey this weekend. And I'm telling you, Steve, this matchup that features one of the quarterbacks being Zach Wilson will be, I'm telling you, the most watched Sunday night football game of all time. I'm telling you. So, Well, a 41 to 10 blowout in which the Chiefs had a chance to go 41 to nothing before halftime if it wasn't for a penalty was the number one watch game in the NFL last week. And and, and and the Taylor thing was a surprise. This this week, it's nationally televised, and everybody knows days in advance she's going to be there. Yeah, I'd be curious if this has an impact on ticket prices to Sunday night football this week uh, against the New well, York Jets. Yeah, just to share this with those of you who don't have access to Six Sense Sports Radio, I do Carrington every every um, week here. I, I think we actually put it up last night because we didn't have Arrowhead Pride Radio. But on in the hour, he plays for me some sound. There were fans that, even before yesterday in the announcement, bought tickets to the football game with hopes of a chance of her being there, not even knowing. <laughs> and they don't and they the the people that bought the tickets are from Pittsburgh. They're Steelers fans. So they just happen to be Steelers fans that like Taylor Swift buying the tickets at the game because she might have been there. And I'm sure they're very happy to, to yesterday and today, uh, when it was confirmed that that she is. So uh Taylor Swift and the Chiefs are hand in hand they're one they're one in the same right now and uh i don't know if it's it's a gift that every fan asks for i know it's a gift that certainly some fans have asked for um but it is the new reality for sure it's like they think she's gonna do a surprise concert or something at halftime of one of these football games like it, it is insane i understand her popularity and she's the most famous person in the world right now probably um but she's just this whole traveling economy for an nfl business that's already booming it's insane it's unlike anything that i've ever seen um but i i am fully infatuated with all of it i am reading everything i am locked into everything the same way that everybody else is this is the kind of worlds colliding that i am invested in so we will continue to monitor the situation at arrowheadpride.com but we do have some stuff to talk about from yesterday's practice uh 
tight end Noah Gray was excused. He did not practice yesterday. And Nick Bolton also did not return to practice, still dealing with that ankle injury that held him out of last week's game. Uh, Chris Jones and Kadarius Tony were both limited, and everyone else was a full participant, even though the Chiefs released a pretty lengthy injury report ahead of Sunday night football. Um, yeah, I, I, I am a little I think, sorry. Go ahead, Pete. No, I, I think just to, generally with the injuries, the Chiefs are always very careful not to say anything publicly. I mean, for the most part, I know we're about to get into something after the injury report, but I. I think they're just looking at this next stretch and they're saying to themselves, okay, you know, we have Nick Bolton out of the mix and you know, we have Kadarius Tony uh, on the injury report. We have Chris Jones uh, on the injury report. Let's kind of just be cautious here. We can beat the New York jets without some of these players. Let's get everybody to hundred percent. When we get into the thick of our schedule, you're going to want to have, all systems go when you go to Germany to play the Miami Dolphins. So I think there's some caution here. And then it speaks to why Kadarius Tony only played two snaps, why Chris Jones, I believe, only played 16 snaps in the last game. They're just being cautious, you know, at this stage. And I think that's what you're seeing in, in this week's injury report. And also the, the treatment staff has been busy because even if they're on as full participants, that means they're in the trainer's room in some capacity. So even though they are, as, as the NFL would kind of say, healthy, uh, it's been a it's been a busy week for Rick Burkholder and his staff. Now, and I think this is what you want to see from the Kansas City Chiefs. And this is kind of the approach that we've seen from them over the last couple of years when it comes to injuries. They are going to be very cautious. They know that this is not a regular season football team. They know that this is a team that needs to be healthy for the NFL playoffs to try to make it to a Super Bowl. And that's the way they kind of approach these regular season injuries. So I, I'm not shocked by the way they're handling this stuff. It's kind of how I was hoping they would handle things with Travis Kelsey. It doesn't seem like that's going to be the case, but he seems totally healthy now. So all of that is fine. I am starting to get a little bit worried about Nick Bolton, but I totally agree with you in saying like they probably look at this stretch, even though they wouldn't publicly say it and say, we've got the personnel to still win these football games and it shouldn't be an issue. The only odd thing about Bolton, Steve, I would say, is that he finished the game. I mean, he did get injured during the game, but then he finished the game. So uh, you, you talk about Richie James going on IR. They didn't choose to do that with Bolton, which would tell you that they feel like he can be ready sometime in the next three games. Starting to think it's not going to be the, this week, but just this whole timeline is is telling me probably next week for for Bolton. We'll see though. And hopefully it's a pleasant surprise that maybe he's like limited or something today. And one thing I will say about this matchup against the New York Jets is, you know, last week there was kind of some, you know, with the with the whole Bears media debacle and Justin Fields saying like I just need to say F it more and just go make plays and whatever. There was some people kind of trying to lean this. Well, the Chiefs lost to the Colts last season. Maybe the Bears can shock the world. And me and you were both like, no, this Bears team just isn't talented enough to pull off that kind of upset. I will say this New York Jets team is that talented. Like this defense is legitimately a top five defense in the NFL. They are talented enough. If the Chiefs come into this game, just uh, assuming they're going to dominate, that the Jets could possibly pull one out of nowhere. With, a, with an incredible defensive performance, if they get some big plays in the running game, we know Garrett Wilson's a really talented wide receiver, but it all comes back to Zach Wilson and just what a below average quarterback he has been throughout his entire NFL career. But that's not 
too far removed from the way that Matt Ryan was playing last season, where he was just totally at the back end of his career and just was not the same guy that we had seen uh, throughout his career with the Falcons. So I do think they should take this game seriously, more seriously than they needed to take the game against the Chicago Bears, because this Jets team is just a tremendously more talented team, at least on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think I agree to an extent. I, I think it would have to be a very particular game for the Jets to win, similar to what you were maybe saying about Indianapolis. Like, I think back to that game last year, I think the Chiefs would have to make mistakes, like dumb mistakes, like fumbling. Uh, I, I know that they've now announced Montreal Washington as the punt returner moving per, forward, and he, he has a lot of experience. So, you know, I don't see any of the Sky Moore situation happening. Same thing with the turnovers. I think Pat understands how to take care of the football. I think he learned a, a little bit from, um, you know, that initial loss and, and the Chiefs and cleaning up the penalties and, and things like that. I also think that it would have to translate to a low-scoring game. How much do we realistically think with the way the Chiefs defense is playing right now? Can Zach Wilson score? I think it's a absolute tall ceiling of like somewhere between 17 and 21 points. So, you know, can the Jets defense hold the Chiefs to 17? And and to your point, perfectly reasonable to think that. But all in all, I, again, I, I just think it has to be a very particular set of circumstances for the Jets to pull out this win. Is it impossible like it was for the Bears? Uh, no, but is it highly improbable? I mean, I, I just think yes, which is reflected in the, the point spread. Yeah, I, I think it would take some very sloppy play from the Chiefs, like in that Colts game where they carelessly turned the football over multiple times. Um, but they've not really been that team. We've seen some sloppy play from this offense this season, but they haven't had a ton of turnovers. So um, that's what you want to see from them. I, I still expect them to win, and I expect the defense to totally shut down them offensively. But I want to talk about linebacker Drew Tranquil before we get out of here, who met with the media yesterday. Obviously, he stepped up filling in for Nick Bolton last week and had a really nice game. And we spent all offseason Arrowhead probably talking about how Drew Tranquil was going to find a significant role in this defense and he has really stepped into it and played really well so far for this defense that has been better than the offense, to just be totally honest, so far through three games. I've been really impressed with Drew Tranquil. And, you know, as they're kind of easing Nick Bolton back into this and trying to figure out what's going on with his ankle, Drew Tranquil could wind up being a pretty significant part of this defense moving forward until Nick Bolton is totally healthy and the Chiefs are ready to put him back in the lineup. There's no rush. I mean, I was just kind of saying that with the injury report notes, especially with the way that that Drew Tranquil played, uh, you know, on Sunday. I asked him, you know, what are his notes from Sunday's game yesterday uh, as far as, you know, what he liked, what he didn't like. And he actually revealed – maybe it's something that was obvious, but he made a point to say it. He, he said he, it's actually harder to play at Arrowhead as a defensive player making the calls than it is on the road because the offense and the, the – the crowd gives the offense the room to hear themselves and, and call the plays. I mean, this is just typical NFL. And so he's thrown into the fire and he's thrown into the fire in the loudest stadium in the world. And he was pretty good at it. He'll be working in silence on Sunday, right? If, if Nick Bolton can't go. So it actually plays into it being an easier time in New York than it was in Kansas city for him to have success. And speaking of Kansas city, and I just think this is worth saying as well, because he's been so good early here. Uh, he's on a one-year deal, and I reminded him of that. And I, I asked him about uh, his, his conversations with his agent about you know potentially wanting to, to to be here, and he simply said, "My agent knows I love it in Kansas City." And I, I just you know <laughs> it drew a laugh from from those in the media room. But 
Uh, I don't think even with his one year deal, he wants to go anywhere. And I mean, the feeling I got, especially from, you know, the things I know about how not only he likes in Kansas City, but his family has grown to really like it here. Steve, you know, we live here. It's a great place to live. Uh, I think he teeters along the, the line of a guy that might take that Brett Beach friendly contract where he gets paid, but not maybe as much as he might get on the open market because it seems like uh, he has really found a home uh, in Kansas City. You could just tell he likes it much more than uh, Los Angeles. And uh, I mean, I don't know about you just on the field, Steve. I don't know how L.A. allowed this guy to walk along the division lines and, and come to the Chiefs. He has just been outstanding so far. And just what a get for Brett Beach. Do you know Do you know the, the story of how he landed in Kansas City? I don't. Uh, really, really quickly, uh, Brett Beach was on the phone trying to retain Juju Smith-Schuster. Shares an agent, agent with Tranquil. Quite obviously, they weren't able to come to a number on Juju who ended up in New England, which if you been paying attention probably is for the best anyway uh, while they're on the phone I, I believe it was either brett or the agent said to each other yeah but what about drew Tranquil?" and that's how the deal came to pass uh one year deal and, and now he's in kansas city so a little inside football for you there but it, it has been uh, quite the set of circumstances I, I think for for drew to land here and i'd imagine the chiefs are going to be interested in, in keeping him on a two to three team friendly type of deal uh should this continue throughout the 17 games and then the postseason yeah, the Chiefs linebacker room has been really impressive so far this season. And when we talk about last year's sloppy loss to the Colts, I think the difference this season where, you know, the offense could have a sloppy performance against a tough Jeff Jets defense this week. But even with that, this defense is playing so above and beyond what they got last season, especially early in the year from them. I don't think the yeah. defense would allow them to lose this game against the New York Jets because the defense is just playing so well right now. And we mentioned their linebacker room. Willie Gay is also having a very nice season, and he was kind of banged up last week, but man, just to get out there against the Chicago Bears, and he should be fine and good to go on Sunday Night Football this week against the Jets. But uh, our friend and contributor Aaron Ladd tweeted out this video of Willie Gay from the locker room yesterday, and... Unfortunately, it was taken out of context by a, a lot of different Twitter publishers and a lot of people ran know. with it I and think, took well, it. Look, I don't know what's worse, Steve, the, the trailer paparazzi or Aaron Lab in the locker room. He is setting <laughs> the spicy headlines. No, I'm just kidding. I was standing there. Aaron did nothing. And he actually played the full video with, with Willie Gay. If you don't know what we're talking about, I, I believe they talked about it on Coast to Coast, but... Gages was honest. He he was flabbergasted when he was asked about Zach Wilson because I don't think he wanted to say anything bad, and so he pivoted and tried to compliment the Jets on the run game. And, of course, this is a New York team, so someone sees a single thing negative about New York or even in that light, and it just explodes. And so that's kind of what happened. I, I feel a little bad for Aaron because uh, I, I don't think he intended on, on anything. It was an interesting answer, but I, I don't think – he intended on on Willie Gay getting blown up in the fashion that he did yesterday afternoon. And I really encourage you guys to go check out last night's episode of Chiefs Coast to Coast. Aaron addressed it and said, you know, I, I just wish that it was more acceptable to be honest and say, you know, guys are struggling right now. And it's totally honest to say Zach Wilson is really struggling. Zach Wilson is the worst quarterback in the NFL right now. He is the worst starting quarterback in well, football by any metric that you can look at. The annoying part of it here is Gay was honest, right? And then you have Josina Anderson saying Zach Wilson is a, is not a punk. Right? No one's <laughs> calling anyone a punk here. 
is he a poor quarterback? Yes, he's yes. very clearly in the bottom third of the league. And Gay was being honest about that, right? Like, so now the next time the Chiefs might be facing an inferior opponent, especially offensively, is he going to be saying anything of relevance in the locker room? No, he's probably going to be out of the locker room eating lunch or something. And so this is, it's it's one of the uh, the tougher parts I think of sports media sometimes because you want these guys to be honest but then they're honest and then blows up for no reason and then they're not, they don't want to be as honest anymore. so that, uh, I just I, you hate those type of situations yeah. When, yeah. when we do what we do it, it was frustrating to see the video Willie Gay taken out of context yesterday but he had good intentions and he was being totally honest about the way he's evaluating this New York Jets offense uh, ahead of this week's matchup so I think Willie Gay is going to be fine. I think the Chiefs defense is going to be fine. They'll take the practice field again later this afternoon. We should hear from the coordinator, so we'll have that for you later on on from the podium. Um, Sween, we'll be live tomorrow, Friday morning, 9 a.m. sharp, our live edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report. So you can submit some questions uh, in the comments section tomorrow morning when we go live on Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube. Otherwise, you can leave us a five-star review. You can also submit questions that way, and we will get to them either on the Arrowhead Pride Editor Show or tomorrow on our live stream. You can follow Pete on Twitter at PGSween. As always, make sure you're locked into all our coverage at arrowheadpride.com. But with all that, we will talk to you guys tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. I like the Packers tonight.